You ready for this one? Yeah, we clap. Or we already clap. Go. We already clapped. We already clapped. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I do that way too often. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is your weekly music podcast where we get into a different album every week and we get into the nitty gritty of it. We really dissect it and we have a good time doing it. Um, We are also the greatest music podcast out there. We are the greatest podcast in general out there. We're we're bigger than Joe Rogan. We're bigger than Oprah Winfrey. That's what we are. So go to iTunes. She does, yeah. Uh, so go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And I wanted to give a huge thank you and a huge shout out to anybody that listens to the pod. We really appreciate it. Um, so continue to do that. Continue to support us. And uh, it's awesome. My name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Tight. Very tight. He's out there. But yeah, this week, uh, we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing an album um, in a genre that we've never done before. And so that's kind of cool. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, we're doing Estelle and her album Shine. But before we do that, mm. we uh, what we like to do more recently is uh, listen to a group or a band and listen to all their albums and then rank them because that's what we do. We love to rank. We're the BuzzFeed of pods, yes. as Jeff has said Love in the past. saying it. You are, you are a BuzzFeed advocate. Yes. So only she does have five albums. <laughs> that's that's very not true. Uh, <clears throat> but Estelle does have five albums. One of them it was not a U.S. release, her first album, but we're still going to put that in our rankings because it's still considered her an album of hers. Sound good? Because unlike BuzzFeed, we do our research. Oh! This is very, very true. Oh. We are better than BuzzFeed. Well, we've always been better than BuzzFeed. I mean, that's... Stone Cold Truth, right it's there. Not a, it's not a high bar to, to climb over anyway, but yeah. So True. her first album wasn't even on Spotify, so I had to fucking listen on uh, YouTube. Oh, God forbid. And some of those songs were difficult to find. It wasn't just like I, somebody already made somebody, like Mike Tyson, like somebody already made a playlist that I could just fucking play. I had to like search <laughs> song by song. It was irritating. Hey, man, that, this, that's what we do, though. We, we do the hard-hitting research, and it pays off. Because you get content like this. <laughs> you get content like this, and that's all that counts. That's all that counts. Okay, so we're going to start from worst to best. Um, and, you know, the usual order is Jeff goes first. first I go best, second. Second the worst. Uh, so unless you want to change it up, it's up to you. I, I don't care. Do you want to? You, you mentioned changing it up. You secretly, no, subconsciously probably no, I don't change it up. No, I don't, because the only reason... Second. The only reason I mentioned it because on the previous episode you had me go first for the song of the week. 
So that's that's the only reason why I mentioned it. What was uh, what was our what, what, what did we do last time? We, we, no, I mean the episode you and I just recorded when you had me do the song of the week oh, first. Okay, then I will go first. Fine, whatever you want to do. Yeah, you go first. <coughs> her, this is the her stupidest worst her worst album, which wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just kind of meh for me. Um, but lovers rock, lovers okay. rock. That was uh. Why is that? Why, why did you did you play that song right now? You, I heard you play the closing song a little bit. No, I didn't. I think you did. No, um, it was just the rattle. This one, this album was just kind of meh. There was a, there was a lot of songs that that didn't have a whole lot of going for them. They were kind of very forgettable, and there wasn't a whole lot of substance for me to kind of grasp onto. But my favorite song is the top five Estelle song, oh. and that song You're is ain't, blowing it. "Ain't Your Bitch." That was a good one. That was a good song. That though. was an unbelievable song. That was that was a runner up for me on that. It was that so good. I, I like I said, top five Estelle song. I could not, I could not get over how fun, how catchy that that, that song was. It was great. Top five Estelle. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I was I was blown away. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so my my bottom two, I'm, I will say right now, my bottom two are they're not going to make the two points on our three point rating system. Whoa. I just don't I don't really care for them that much. Uh so my number 5 is uh True Romance. True Romance. I uh, kind of like a pop album more than anything else. She kind of like shied away more from more she kind of shied away from the R&B, the reggae, the the dub and all that stuff and she was it was more like a pop album and I didn't really like it with some euro beat in there, which I understand cuz she's from the UK so she was you know, she was around that that music a lot growing up, but I just couldn't get into it, and I didn't really like the pop ballads on it. But if I had to choose a song that stood out, it would be uh, "Time After Time," just because it was like it was one of the more upbeat ones, and it had this like kind of cool sample in it, kind of cool and weird sample. But other than that, I, "True Romance" was her worst record. So, for reference, "True" or I, I chose "Lovers Rock" as her worst record. That is her fifth album. "True Romance" is her fourth yes, album. It's her newest album. Yes, correct. So. That that's wrong. So what? But um, so the <laughs> next worst, the number four is all of me. Okay. <laughs> this one, this one seemed to be like more more melancholy than her previous um, two at the time, mm-hmm. and but it still kind of incorporated that dance pop that you were talking about, and not but, in a good way, the way I wanted it in the later out al- latter albums. Okay. But uh, back to love, that was that was a pretty dancey, poppy sounding song. It was good stuff. Um, I read a little bit about it because it did sound like I've heard that song before and I I just could not quite put my finger on it. And some critics were saying that Estelle basically took Coldplay's Viva La Vida and just made it exponentially mm-hmm. better. And I listened to it again and I was it's, like, yeah, this is this is totally reminiscent of that stupid fucking song. Is it? Oh, I didn't even... Yeah. That's a pretty good catch. It's a pretty good catch. I, I mean, I, I I knew it sounded like something, so then when I just clicked on one link, then it brought me to that. Well, my number four is also All of Me. Um, it's just, it's it was more, it was just a more, it was pop-based again, which I, she doesn't, it's not bad. It's just like, her other stuff is so much better. Um, and she didn't really use a lot of samples, and she didn't, it didn't feel like she really, like, looked outside the box on this one. It was a very, very straightforward record, but still better than True Romance. Um, and I'm with you. Back to Love is the best song on it. Easily the best song on it. It's the only one that stands out from everything else with the kind of 80s new wave kind of sound on it. 
even though I don't really like that kind of vibe, but in the context of this album, it worked a lot better. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's cheesy, but it's That's it's that good. Coldplay sound. That must be it, yeah. Must be it. So that's my number four. All right, number three, right smack in the middle, is True Romance. See, At I least felt, we're, we're kind of close. I, I felt a little bit different. I, I thought there was a little bit of R&B in there still, but for the most part, it was it was just like a cool techno sounding album, some God. some shit that you'd hear like the roller rink, but mix in with like a little bit of R and B. And I dug it; it was really fun. Something good. That was my favorite song. Yeah. Solid dance tune. Solid, solid song. It's it's kind of a double song though, and the last part of it slows down a bit, and kind of gets away from the first part of the song. But damn, that song's a banger. Made the playlist. Wow, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable that any of these songs would make a playlist. Oh, hey, yo. <laughs> My number three is um, this is where where all the albums are are two point and above on a three point rating system. Uh, My number three is Lovers Rock. I thought it was a solid record, especially coming off of True Romance and All of Me, or vice versa, whichever order that those albums are in. Um, it was nice because like the first half of the album had a lot of guests on it and it was kind of hit or miss, but it was still pretty good. And then the, the latter half was more, it, she brought in more of the, the reggae and dub sound, which I really liked a lot. And I felt like she was like, she was kind of like trying and, and experimenting with things again, which I, I thought made for a more interesting record. Um, but the one song, my favorite song is uh, Sweetly. It's just very, very smooth. It has that reggae vibe to it, and it's just relaxing, and it's just a nice song. That was a, it's a good song. That was a good song. That was like solid one-two punch from Annual Bitch and then into Sweetly. See, Annual Bitch was, was my number one. I even said that with an accent. Um, that was my number one, but Sweetly just, just overtook it. I just couldn't help myself. But that was a, that was almost made my number one. Mm. So then mm-hmm. uh, I guess, you know, our, our number one, one and two could be exactly the same. I hope it is. But number two is, is her first album, 18th Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's her debut album. Like this was, uh, this was something I never even knew existed. I had heard other albums like in passing over the years, but this one, I had, this was completely brand new territory for me. And I was just like blown away by how many, how many different things she did on this album that mm-hmm. are normally things I like. Like there were some songs on here that were very like '90s hip hop inspired, like things that I traditionally like would gravitate towards. And it sucks. Towards, towards? yeah, that's how you say it. And it towards. sucks that I missed so many years not listening to this album because it's so fucking good. It was such a banger. And they almost all—I mean, just because Shine is so damn good, I, I couldn't put it as number one. But damn, this was a close second. Close second. Close second. What's yeah. so? What's your your banger? On this oh, one? Uh, change is your coming. BB. Change is coming. This one had like some great vocal layering, and it was over this heavy like dark beat that was super fantastic. But also free the song free that was a super mm-hmm. cool fun song. <laughs> my number two, <laughs> my number two is um, it's also the 18th day. I was shocked. I was surprised. You know how has this album not been released internationally? How is this not on streaming platforms? I, I just. I don't get it. This this was a great fucking record. I love this record. It, w- it had all the greatness of the hip hop. I'm with you on that. It has all the greatness of the hip hop, like the good '90s hip hop. What, what's that? What's that genre called again? I always forget. Like, like '90s hip hop. 
No, but like the genre of like um, like Jedi mind tricks. And, oh, con- uh, conscious rap. Conscious rap. Yeah, it had that 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 style. Maybe not not the lyrics because I didn't look into the lyrics, but the style was very much of the underground hip hop. Yeah, or the conscious rap. Gritty. That's heavy, what it Dark. Of. The beats were super heavy. They were gritty and gross. But then she still has this this R and B that's just kind of there in the background, and the way she harmonizes with all of it, it's. It, I thought it was a wildly underrated record. I thought I loved the album. It was fantastic. My favorite song though is "Go Gone." That mm. one's that one's really good. It's super upbeat. It's very kind of Motown, and just her voice on it and the way she harmonizes with herself is. It's fantastic. I thought that was a killer song and it's a killer record and god damn man, she needs to like she needs to put this up on streaming in the US at least. I mean, I don't I don't I, again, we don't we this is the first R&B thing we've ever done and I don't uh I don't know too much of the R&B world. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how popular she is. I know she's really popular, but I mean that's basing my my knowledge on what limited even knowledge I have and cartoons that she stars in and voices <laughs> so what the fuck do i know I, I i think she's a fantastic singer songwriter performer everything about her i think is absolutely phenomenal and i don't understand why people she's not more of like an institution but yeah. again i don't go to clubs like i don't i don't you know what i mean i don't i don't know what they play at the clubs these days are they still playing tiesto i don't know i don't, I don't know think, do. i think it, i mean we'll, we'll i guess we'll talk about it when we get into the album more but yes number one album what is it? Number one album is Shine. This is number one champion sound. Yeah, a style we about to get down. Get down. Who the hottest in the world right now? Just touched down in London town. Bet they give me a pound. Tell them put the money in my hand right now. Set up a motor, we need more seats. We just sold out all the floor seats. Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday. Take me to New York, I'd love to see LA. I really want to come pick it with you. You'll be my American boy. He said, hey sister, it's really, really nice to meet ya. I just met this vibe. Estelle began her music career in the year 2000 in the United Kingdom. She currently has five full-length albums, five EPs, 
and has been awarded quite a few music awards over the years. But the album we're doing today is called Shine, and it's Estelle's second album, and it was released March 31st, 2008. Uh, it is her most successful album to date, and it features quite a few collaborators uh, in both production and songwriting. And um, that's all I got for, the, for that little it, intro. That's all. <laughs> I mean, we'll get more into it, but but what are your first impressions on Estelle? Because, um, yeah, you this is your thing, man. So what do you got? Oh, dude, Kanye, when Kanye comes back in, the middle, oh. Because most of this press don't fuck with me. Estelle once said, tell me, cool down, down. Don't act a fool now, now. Always act a fool, ow, ow. Ain't nothing new now, now. He crazy, I know what you're thinking. Rapping, I know what you're drinking. Rap singer, chain blinger. Holla at the next chick soon as you're blinking. What's your persona about this Americana? Rhyme am I shallow? Because all my clothes design. Uh, dress smart like a London bloke yeah. Before he speak his suit be spoke what? And you thought he was cute before Look at this peacoat, tell me he's broke <laughs> And I know you ain't into all that I heard your lyrics, I feel your spirit But I still talk that cat ass Cause a lot of wags wanna hear it And I'm feeling like Mike at his baddest Like the picture they gladdest And I know they love it So they hear with all that rubbish Oh dear lord what? What is going? That's so good. <laughs> it's great and it's surprisingly long. It's a long verse. Oh man, I could, honestly hundreds of times I could listen to this song, which I have, and I, it never gets old for me. <laughs> so, what are your first impressions, or, or what, what, what's your relationship with Estelle? I am. Um, well, we're good friends. We we go back a long way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember the last, the first time I heard Estelle. Like it had to have been American Boy. Like that's there's no I yeah. can't see a situation where I heard anything else besides American Boy. And so I don't remember when it was, but at some point I heard something by Estelle, loved it, dove into this album, loved it, and loved it enough to actually see her in concert at the House of Blues in Anaheim. And, that's um, crazy to me. Fantastic show. Like she just. She slays it. Like she reminded me of, of just someone in like, like just her persona, the way she sings, the way she acts, the way she talks, the way she commands everybody. Just like Edie Gourmet, like like something like big band, some swing, some vaudeville, just like just mesmerizing. She was so great on stage. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. Did she have a band with her, or was it a DJ? I don't remember. I want to say she had a band, mm-hmm. but honestly, I don't remember. Because I can imagine her sounding great with a band. She would sound amazing with like a a, a a full band, not a big band, but like a you know guitars, bass, drums, and stuff like that. It was just a, it was it was really cool. It was it was a really fun show. She did a really good job. But yeah, that was uh, my American Boy was probably my my intro to Estelle. And then ever since I heard that song, because there was a brief period where we we, we went clubbing occasionally. Probably more so like us than you. Yeah, I, I I wasn't in it as much as you were, as you guys were. But I I still went every once in a while. But um, there were there was I mean there was a time where like, as soon as I got to the club, it was always like, oh, I'm gonna go to the DJ and fucking give him like five dollars to play American Boy at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it always did. Oh God. And so that was uh, you know that's that's what you did. You dropped five bucks. Yeah, I guess so. 
Nowadays, I would rather just not hear American Boy than give some DJ five bucks. That's true. That's very true. My first impressions uh, with with Estelle was you. Honestly, I I don't think I ever heard this song until I was with you. I think we were in your car and you had bought this right because I think you were working at Virgin at the time. Maybe this was like right after you you left Virgin. Um, But yeah, you 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 play this fucking song all, or you play American Boy all the fucking time. And you started playing the rest of the album, and I, I just got more and more into it at the time. And then I forgot about it. I completely for years I forgot about it until recently. And uh, getting back to it now, man, this is a taking the nostalgia out of it. It's a solid, solid record, and uh, it, it's great. And American Boy is just it's great on its own because it's not just like one of those songs, like a feature song, where you know it's the main artist and then the person who's being featured on it has like one short, small verse. Kanye's in it the entire fucking time. Yeah. And I love that. It's like, that's the whole point of, of a song, you know, like why would you just like cookie cutter chop and place, like copy and paste things into a song. But this song is so, they blend so well and their chemistry is so good in that one particular song. And this album, this album's great, man. It's good. So yeah, that's it. That's all. Let's get out of here. Um, yeah, that's, let's, let's call it a night. No, I, so like getting into the just, I guess we'll start with American Boy because that is the most popular one from this album, possibly her most popular song. I'd say it is her most popular. So, like you're right, this is not just like a standard featuring this person or you know one line. Connie starts a song and kind of arguably almost even like ends a song because after his it's just kind of it's just like a long outro, which is not bad or anything. But the way Connie wrote. Because she's from the UK, and so a lot of things that he wrote have a lot of UK references that I've never, I've never caught on to. I never knew until reading it this week, and then realizing that he he incorporates a lot of a lot of UK shoutouts mm-hmm. into his verse, both of his verses, and I think that's really cool. That's something that you don't you don't always see. It's, it's especially from somebody like Kanye. Like even though his verses are very conceited, and he knows. Like he's Kanye West at this point, right? This is two thousand fucking yeah. what, eight. Like he, he's Kanye West. Like everybody in, um, in the whole fucking galaxy system knows who Kanye West is. I'd say he was at his peak at this time. Yeah, and if you didn't Honestly, know who Kanye West was, Kanye West would have went to your house to tell you who Kanye West was. <laughs> and so, even though it's very, very conceited, there's still a lot of like playfulness. And oh, what God. makes this song works like so beautifully is Kanye's verses seem to like they're they're conceited and he's all about himself and he's it, it's it's no surprise to him that some lady Estelle wants to be with him in this but he's still kind of looking over his shoulder to see if she's still watching him right like he's still wondering if she's still interested because he, he's still he's still a little concerned he's still a little a little shy there's there's still a piece of human inside Kanye at this point barely it's barely there there's it's there though all you need is a, all you need is a spark that's it's true. That's just like true. just like Tom DeLong says, right? You dug yourself into a liar's hole, and then what does he say? I'm not going to repeat the whole rest of it. It's stupid. It's like but I do a like fucking it. fire out of control. You made a little spark to live inside. It's now a fucking fire out, fire of, out control. of control. Yeah. yeah. But just like the I playfulness between Estelle and Kanye, it's just I think it's absolutely perfect. I think it could not have been done better by anybody else either. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's cute. It's also it fun is. to note that Will I Am produced this song, mm-hmm. and it's literally he took the fucking beat from an, his own song and then threw Was it, it his on beat? here. Yeah, it's the same fucking song. Which one? Wait, which song? 
it was off of one of his personal albums. It's called like Patience or something. Impatient. Oh, so it's not not a Black Eyed Peas. No, it's a, it's a specific Will I Am solo record. Oh, thing. okay. But even starts off the exact same. There's no tempo changes. It's the same thing the whole time. But it's kind of cool because you listen to his version and it's a lot slower pace. It's not like this one comes in hard. Like yeah, Connie it drops it hard. And that beat is just like straight like disco pop and it's super fun. The video is kind of lame, but because the song yeah. is so good, like I don't even care. I still know oh. Connie's part, like both of his parts. I still know <laughs> fucking every word. <laughs> every word. Honestly, all of her, none of her videos are. I don't think they're they're really anything. It's all kind of the great. same. Yeah, they're all pretty much the same. I'm not super into it, but yeah, dude, this I'm with you. And you know, we we have to bring up too, like the writers of the song. So not not just Estelle writing it. It's also Will I Am who co-wrote it. Uh, uh, Will I? Or fuck, I just said Will I Am. Uh, Kanye co-wrote it, and uh, so did John Legend. Uh, if it wasn't for John Legend, who knows what might have happened with her career because he kind of discovered her and uh, signed her to his own label as the first artist ever to his label uh, called Homeschool. And uh, and he was the one that kind of really pushed her, you know, in the U.S. Because she, she had success in the U.K., but having John Legend there and having the collaborative, the collaborators come in that he, that he had come in really really like stepped it up and just i i would honestly say blew her up at this time i mean it's unfortunate that she didn't reach that that success afterward but this album is is amazing and and without john legend i mean not without just him but he was a big reason why she became so famous it's it's super bizarre too because there was a point where i tried to get into john legend's music and things i don't it it all sounds very similar to me and i but maybe that's just my my inexperienced with the r&b world but mm. like damn dude he is like so fucking popular yeah and, and he's one of like the few people and i think possibly like the first or only black man to have won an emmy grammy oscar and tony right there's not Has a he lot won of, all three no four wait when you said grammy oscar and tony emmy oh, grammy yeah. oscar tony oh em- emmy grammy okay I there's, there's not a lot of people that will have won all four. There's there's a short, maybe like 20 or less, and he's one of them. What did he win a Tony for? I don't know. Some fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber thing that he did. <laughs> <laughs> some rock up. I think it was Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh. That sounds well, You right. love that fucking musical for some oh, reason. Oh, I love Joseph Me texting other Dreamcoat. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get your, I get apologize. Your, get your Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I, I apologize. Get your biblical musicals right, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> they're all bad. <laughs> no, it's they're like, not. There are very few good musicals out there. Oh, fuck out of here. But anyway. Mel Brooks is one of them, too. Mel Brooks is one all four. Yeah, with the producers. But um, Well, that is the Tony one. But, but yeah, I, yeah, I just don't understand, like, John Legend's appeal. But as far as, like, producing is concerned and just making you better, I, he, like, he's the best in the R&B world, I feel, I feel like. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Know. You can make you could definitely make that argument. I'm doing and it. the thing is with with John Legend, he's he's very talented. He's a very very good singer. It's just not the kind of music or or style I'm super into, you know. So it's hard for me to to properly. I don't want to say judge, but like give like a a good opinion on it because I just it's not my scene. And that that's I feel like that's kind of what makes this this episode that you and I are doing interesting is because we're so unfamiliar with R and B and 
this is us just trying to scratch the surface of it and it's kind of fun it's nice it's cool i i feel like out of all the genres of music that we like or dislike this is the most unfamiliar because i mean we don't like this pop country stuff but we're fairly familiar with it like we could do because an episode we grew up on it, it more. Yeah. yeah we grew up hating it right yeah like because of our fucking parents. terrible it's <laughs> awful but like we we know more about it so the, it, we, like you said it was difficult doing this because again i was just trying to like go and listen to a bunch of fucking r&b from all these groups that i've never heard of i had to start with this group called enchantment because when I worked at Virgin, I had a friend who liked Enchantment, and he showed me that band. And so I was kind of listening to them a little bit and going off, and it's just like a lot of it sounds very similar to me, and I just can't, I still could not just get fully into it. But yeah. the Stell like bridged that pop realm into the R&B, which made it very accessible. But it's not just it's not just the the pop that she added. She added multiple genres. She she added, you know, the reggae and the dub along with the pop a little bit of the euro the euro dance stuff so she like she it wasn't just simply just the r&b and then even like what we talked about with her first record you know that was a lot of that was just straight up hip-hop and even on this record too i mean we'll talk about one of the other songs in in particular but it's a pretty uh it's a pretty heavy song when it comes to hip-hop which i was very surprised i mean she pulled it she did it really well very very well yeah american boy i you can't fuck with this song. The song is great. It's a is perfect a, song. Is that a banger? Oh, so that is a banger. Oh, okay. that's my number one banger. You think it's a perfect song? This is my number one banger on the record. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, American Boy. I mean, just everything about it. Just the the sound. Like, Will I Am, I don't like some of the Black Eyed Peas stuff, but goddamn, dude, that guy knows how to make a fucking song. I mean, he knows how to make it sound good production-wise. He knows how to how to just make a catchy fucking song. Like, the guy's really, really talented. And honestly, Fergie was the worst part of the Black Eyed Peas. She really was. The yeah, worst. I mean, I my limited also knowledge of the Black Eyed Peas. I I do I do like that they had a female vocalist in there. I do like that, but I agree. I don't. She was lame. But it, but it distracted you so much from all the other great and cool things that were happening in the song. Well, they could have just brought in Estelle and fucking slayed it. Oh, dude, that would have been killer if they brought in somebody Killed like Estelle. It. Fuck, that'd be great. But you know, honestly, they would never have blown up the way that they did with Fergie because Ver- Fergie was more. She was like strictly pop. You know, she she didn't really she never really did anything outside of that. And whenever she did, it was never a single. Like Will I Am knew how to how to promote Fergie and how to bring out that style to make their songs popular and really pop. You know, well, she was a, a female in a group with a bunch of ugly dudes. So yeah, yeah, pushing her in the front and getting her face out there and her voluptuous body, no <laughs> doubt, helped them. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, as bad as it is, sex sells, man. I, is that a, a black we, audio album? Sex sells. It is, but it's spelled C E X. So cool. C E L L S. Do black audio, man. They have one good record. The other two aren't very good. What is your? 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 What say that again? What, what you? is your? What is your? What is your? What is your second banger? Uh, my second banger is. How about this? Do you have any stinkers? I have zero stinkers. Okay. Do you have any songs you think are just okay? There are there no. I'm looking through my notes again real quick. No, there's not even a song that's even close to a stinker. Not even close. All of them have their own. 
their own vibe and their own kind of message and what she's trying to convey in it. And I, I like that a lot. So Oof, yeah, I, there's not, I have, there's I have two songs that I think are just okay. Ooh, what are they? Uh, back in love and you are back in love. Ladder on in the album. Oh, okay. Okay. Third and fourth, the last songs. Yeah. You are is my seventh favorite on this one. <laughs> 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 that's how, that's how, that's how I write okay. my notes. So I put, one, two, three, four, five, six, or however many favorites I have, and seven is my in this this instance, seven is my my max favorite. So you okay. are is my seventh. Uh, you are was actually I didn't like it. If it wasn't for the chorus and and you are, mm. then I it would have been worse than back in love. But that song, like I'm just constantly waiting for that could that duet chorus with her and John Legend, which I think is phenomenal. It's so fucking good. But the song overall, everything else is, is just kind of lame. And there's not, like, the back and forth between the two, like the verse, and then he does a verse. And she did, it's, not as, it's not as potent as it could have been with other people that she's sung on this album with. Yeah. And so, but, I mean, again, I just, I'm not a big John Legend fan. But it was funny to see because in Spotify, that song lists You Are featuring Kanye West. I saw that. I noticed that too. I'm like, when did Kanye come in? <laughs> so and then I was, I was reading Genius lyrics, and I'm like, none of this says Kanye. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I noticed stupid. that too. I'm just kidding. Um, I love you. I mean, it, I mean, I'll just wrap up. You are too, because we're not going to play it. I'm sure. But I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a nice duet between the two. Their, their voices meshed well together. I, I understand where you're coming from. Where they kind of switch off, but she does do some great harmonizing with him during the choruses. I feel. Um, yeah, so, the chorus is great. So their their voices do mesh really well together, but I guess technically it's a little bit choppy, but it still it still flows pretty well. And but lyrically, it's just it's a very sappy love song. It's just them telling each other how much they love each other and you know how much they mean to one another. It's pretty generic lyrically, you know, very run of the mill. But it's still a solid song, man. Still yeah, solid. it's it's okay. It, it definitely did not make a playlist, and I would, I wouldn't skip it just because I love this album. Yeah, but um, it's probably but, yeah, it's probably my least favorite. But it's also not a song that I m- would make me want to go listen to John Legend or go go check out his music. This is know? what I think John Legend sounds like, though. In this song, if you took out Estelle, this is what I think John Legend sounds like. Like, it's like just you boring. think or you you know because you've listened. I've listened to maybe seven John Legend songs in my life. Three of them were that's this more week. Than me. Oh, that's definitely more than me. But also, John Legend looks like he's like fucking fifteen always. He does, right? What the hell? <laughs> what the fuck? He does look like he's fifteen. It pisses me off. <laughs> I did, like I don't understand. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic. He totally does. Damn, oh, moisturized, washed, rinsed. I don't know what he does, but damn, Dude, he, he looks young. It works. It works, man. It does. Okay, so neither of us have total stinkers. You got some okays, and we just talked about one of them. Um, so what's uh what what's your number two banger on this one? Because I mean, obviously, your number one banger is American Boy, right? Yeah. I, okay. So. I don't care. I don't care. So what what's your what's your number two banger? So. It, this my number. Uh, I, I'll probably just go like in order because okay. it's hard. Because I think the 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 one two three punch here, the way to manage just a touch, no substitute, American boy. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a perfect ten minutes of music. I think it's so fucking fantastic. Mm. And like every time I I, I want to listen to American Boy, I always start this album at the beginning. 
Makes sense. I have to. Makes sense, yeah. Because wait a minute, that wait a minute, just a touch. I think that song, that was also, um, I think that was produced by Will I Am too. Yeah, it was. At least, yeah, so so that song, like, clearly is a fucking banger. And this is what I was kind of talking about, like, her her ability to kind of throw you back into that that swing, that vaudeville, that that big band style, how it just kind of starts off with that, that little staccato Jay Hawkins intro that's, uh, yeah. I put a spell on you. Ooh, it's a great, it's a great sample to use. It's, it's, it's crazy because like Screaming Jay Hawkins, his, I put a spell on you is a fucking perfect song. It's it a is. fantastic song, but to make it better, that's, <laughs> I don't know, hey, man. That's on, pretty man. good. She did. She made it fucking better. She, she used the sample. That's not, it's not like it's a cover of I put a spell on you. That's the song though. His, that thing, like that is so iconic. If you don't, if you don't know that fucking, just that part of it, then you don't, you don't know Jay Hawkins. You don't know Screaming Jay. Oh, dude, screaming, dude, we, we got to do a Screaming Jay Hawkins album. That we have be, to do that it. Would it would be so, so fun. Much. He has such a a wild history. Oh, dude, we got to do it sometime. It would be so much fun. We can't rank his it. albums, though. What? I don't want to rank his albums, though. I don't know. He has way too many fucking albums. But it would still be a lot of fun to do one of his records because he's fucking insane. He was insane. It's just like, okay, so like this this song is just an absolute perfect like song it's, it's it's it starts off and then you can just you can picture it right you can just picture like her walking on stage in this glittery dress and she's got one of those like headband things on with a little thing on the side and it's kind of like going down the side of her forehead a little bit and she got one hand on her hips and the other one's like grabbing the mic and everyone there is like clapping real soft like a little like a little jazz clap a little golf clap and then oh, fuck the song ends the way it comes in super soft and ends soft and like sing done over bye Mind blown. Wow. <laughs> it's too good, bro. <laughs> oh my god! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Just a touch is is my my second banger too. Um, it, it almost overtook the number one spot for Ameri- on American Boy. That's not possible. It almost did. Like it was Don't close. Be silly it was. Close. It was. There's no. It was not close. But I just told you it was. Um, now it wasn't just the Screaming Jay Hawkins song. They also took um from a song from a band called Slave. They were like a funk rock band from Ohio. And they the song was, uh, it's called Just a Touch of Love. And literally the part where she says Just a Touch, that whole melody and that the lyrics were pulled directly from that song from the band Slave, which I thought was interesting. I, I'd never heard this song prior to doing the research in the, on the album. But it, it, it was, I'm surprised Will I Am took this much from so much else. And then combined it all together, but did it in a very good and cohesive way that didn't make it sound cheesy at all. It fucking flows. This song flows so well. This one is good because it starts off with like the chorus. There's the whole wait a minute part in the beginning, mm-hmm. but it starts off in the chorus. The just a touch, we can take our time. You ain't got to rush. And then it goes into the verse, but she sings the chorus so like elegantly. Yeah. And then it goes into the verse, and then it's more of like her rapping. Yeah, so it's cool. Just I don't know, man. It's just it's, it's just all over the place, and the whole uh, like those like guttural noises, those glottal stops that is going. Oh, on. you love the glottal stops, man! <laughs> You're all about those glottal stops. Oh, it's so would, good. Would would a Regina Spector and Estelle collaboration oh work God, well? Do you think? Die. I might do you think it would work though? Do you think Dude, they could do it? Of course it? it would work. They're both so good at what they do. Absolutely, and they're both they are, so yeah. open to doing like anything. <sighs> True. 
damn. I wish they were both like my sisters. And I could just like, <laughs> listen to them like, do their own thing. And I had the room in the middle, so I could just like... <laughs> Actually, that wouldn't work, because I hear both of them at the same time. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they were both my neighbors. How about that? Then I could go to each one okay. house who, as they were practicing and then listen to what I wanted to listen for that day. Oh, 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 what oh, if they were both oh. my neighbors? And then I went to like Regina's house. I was like, holy shit, that's really good. Let me go tell Estelle. And I ran over there. <laughs> went to Estelle's house. Hey, Regina's working on this thing. And then she's already playing something. Wait, that could be a good like collab. And then I was the will I am in that situation. Oh, dude, that'd be rad. Boom. That would work. It would work. I was the American boy. I was killing him in the UK. Everyone going to say, you, Jay. <laughs> oh, dude, I get so excited. Oh, fuck, man. This is, that's wild. What do you mean, scary? You should play it. Yeah, fuck, absolutely. Because I, I also want to, I want to touch on the lyrics on this song as well as uh, pretty much the entire theme of the album. But here's a, uh, here's wait a minute, just a touch from Estelle. Just a touch, or wait a minute. Just a touch. I think that that's Will I Am singing the, or just doing that kind of wait, wait, wait a minute. You know, yeah, it sounds like him. It does sound like him. Okay, I mean that's too. That song is just so perfectly. It's too much. It's just perfectly. He perfectly combines, or Will I Am perfectly combines these songs and mixes them so well together. It's so cohesive, dude. It's. He is honestly a, a fantastic producer. Dude, he knows what he's fucking doing, man. As much as, like I said, as much as I dislike some of the Black Eyed Peas, the, the guy is fucking talented. But Take notes, Feldy. <clears throat> right, shit, man. Uh, so, I mean, touching on the lyrics a little bit, she kind of, in this song, from what I was getting, 
she kind of she kind of talks about how she's with a guy she doesn't want to move too fast with him no matter kind of what he wants or what he says so she's kind of like in control of of it all and she kind of tells him too like i'll make it worth it in the end as long as we wait a little bit and let things connect with us like you know emotionally i'll definitely make it worth your while in the end and i feel like that's kind of the the kind of theme of this entire record like she kind of has she calls the shots and all this for for the most part in almost all the songs and it's it's empowering you know i you don't see that in a lot of music you know it's usually the opposite but i i thought that was very i thought it was interesting and very uh, very kind of cool that was but. that was solid i i totally agree i the only thing i would add is I think the person she's seeing is like married to somebody else. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Because she said something about like your wife or. I yeah, know. I guess that's true. And then, she, I mean, there are a couple other songs where, or at least one specific, I can't remember. I have to look through my notes again, but there's one specific song where she talks about how they, the, her and this guy, they, they really like each other. They really love each other, but both of them are married already. And so they're kind of like doing stuff kind of, behind the their significant other's back or they want to so i guess that that can kind of go along with this as well which which is super stupid because if she if this guy's gonna cheat on his wife with you like what the what the fuck is to make you think he's not gonna cheat on you with somebody else or vice versa right who say that she wouldn't do that you know it's it's very it's a very immature and very silly thing to kind of be proud about but I, but I also, but I do totally agree that she's completely in power, and that's why I like that this song starts and ends the same way. It's because she's coming out, she's telling you what's about to happen, and then she leaves because the whole like ending is the same as like the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that was her saying, I'm "Like you're all about to get fucking blown away, but what I'm going to do, but it's not going to happen right now." Give me a second. And you know what's great about it too? I mean, it for for being the opener of, on this album lyrically it sets up the entirety of the album but musically it also sets it up as well because it shows one that you know the songs musically can use these samples and use them very well and to create like a really great song on top of that it shows her vocal ability with the singing but it also shows her her how she can rhyme and how she can she can rap and do all that kind of stuff like it shows her dynamic as a as a musician as an artist so it's a great opener for this entire album and it really sets the stage of what to expect the rest of the album, which I thought I think is fantastic. That's all we it's get. It's just a touch, just a sample of what's to come. Exactly. Dude, it's it's great. It's fantastic, man. Yeah, she was uh she was something else. <laughs> I know about her newest album, but Dude, her newest album honestly, yeah. her newest album I think is pretty solid. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's it not the worst bad at one, all. but no, it wasn't bad. I don't know why, you, th- don't know why you think it's her worst one. I just don't get it. I mean, I told you why. So you, no, well, it was don't all say wrong. don't don't say I don't know why. It was all wrong. Listening, but it was all wrong. You do know why. All right. So what's your uh, your your uh, your three B your third banger? Uh, this is not my third banger, but no substitute for love. I think is a is a good bridge oh, between yeah. Wait a Minute and American Boy. Mm-hmm. Because Wait a Minute is more. It's softer, it's more mellow, it's setting things up. American Boy comes and hits hard. But if you put American Boy after wait a minute, then it would almost be like you're just kind of waiting for it. Right? You'd be waiting for the, the Kanye drop. So I think putting it after No Substitute for Love I think is great because No Substitute for Love mashes up that George Michael faith thing. 
Yeah. With the other substitute lover by this group called Half Pint that I've never heard of. Mm. But um, I think it's perfect. I think it's a perfect placement of that song to bridge the intro to American Boy. What's interesting about her her sampling and using from other other artists is that she um she doesn't just like sample like the direct song itself. She she takes the melody and she she sings over it or kind of it makes it her own or she changes the lyrics but keeps the melody like in this song she takes faith from George Michael or Limp Bizkit depending on who you who you really want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, Limp Bizkit real faith. I'll take um, it. I like it. So, I mean, she she changes she she uses the same melody but she changes the lyrics a little bit, which I to to incorporate what she's really trying to say in the song, which I thought was really cool too. It's not it's not lazy, you know what I mean. Uh, I like that a lot too. Uh, I, I I like when people cover, I guess, sample songs, but use the melody, but make their own lyrics with it. It can be done. I mean, if it's done well, it's like really fucking good. But it she can be did cheesy, it, but she did it so great because she used the buzzwords that we know that George Michael uses, like nice body everybody <laughs> but those are the things that, that george michaels has also used in his song so she's also using those same words but mm-hmm. rearranging everything to kind of have a different meaning and i thought it was great yeah and from what i read too she kind of improvised it too she a I, jam I, song yeah it's really it's an interesting song and and i i mean it, it is it is cool that you know it didn't go straight like i agree with you it didn't go straight into american boy but it, it's it's a killer song and uh, on this one, uh, who was Jerry Jerry Duplessis? He uh, he produced this with Wyclef Jean. Uh, Jerry and Wyclef are actually cousins, and Jerry produced the uh, the Fuji's record. Was it No Warning or what? No No Score? What's that fucking record called? The big one. Wait, I'm I have it in my notes. Hold on. Uh, he did the uh, the score. The Fuji's the score. album the score. Yeah. So he did that album, and then Wyclef is is on it, and it's definitely a change of pace and a, a change of style from Wait a Minute, and you could definitely hear it in this song too. Um, but dude, it's it's killer, and lyrically too, it just kind of it's it jumps on you know the fact that she doesn't want to be like this guy's side chick. He she wants him to like be better. And like turn his shit around and just dedicate himself to her. Like he doesn't like she's sick of being just like there for him whenever he wants. She wants like dedication and a real relationship with this guy. So it's her kind of like taking the power back, as Rage Against the Machine would say. Um, and yeah, it's just it's more of that that empowerment, which is really it's cool to see this. So especially a, a song of this time, you know, it it's very it's very nice. Yes. But uh, should I play this one? Yeah. All right, here we go. No substitute love by Estelle. I'm not your substitute lover. Oh no.
That is no substitute love from Estelle. Dude, that bridge is so good too. It's got this super squirrely bass line and even this doo wop sound where they go doo doo boo doo boo doo. Oh, so good. It so is good. Fantastic. It's such a it's such a <clears throat> a jump in style too, you know. It it still has groove that Will I Am is is, but he's still very like electronic sounding. But this song is very, very groove-based, very groove-based. And I think that it absolutely has to do with Wyclef and his cousin, Jerry Duplessis. Duplessis? I don't know how to pronounce Duplessis. it. Duplessis. You played bass like, in the Fugees, too. What? You played bass guitar in the Fugees. Oh, did he really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, the Fugees, I mean, dude, they're amazing. So you can definitely see that. You can hear that vibe. Not necessarily style, but the vibe itself. Kind of the laid-back, just kind of letting everybody groove which is it's very very different from the first song the opener but still great she she kills it on both songs as well as american boy the third song <laughs> so good all right um what do you got for another banger man so my third banger is actually um you're probably gonna dislike it but not maybe it's it goes back and forth between magnificent and pretty please love me Pretty please let me see that one. That's CeeLo. Oh, okay, that one, yeah. That's my eighth favorite. I actually had eight favorites, not seven. I, I, I knew you would hate that song because it has CeeLo. I don't right. hate it. I, no, I like that song a lot, no, but it's an eight. That's your eighth favorite. It's my there's, eighth there's favorite. Only, there's only seven songs, so you that you hate that song more than even <laughs> on the album. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> but uh, Magnificent and Pretty Please Love Me. Probably Pretty Please Love Me 3 and then Magnificent 4. I'm surprised Magnificent is that high for you. Oh, dude, that song is so rad. The beginning upstrokes and that dude, Cardinal Official, mm-hmm. he comes in like like overly hard. Like he's trying to overcompensate, but it works so good. Like Connie comes in like way too hard, right? But Connie's... He's way a math- too hard? Oh, Connie comes in way too hard. He's just like, boom, on the beat, done. But Connie is a mathematician with with <laughs> words and lyrics. But then, how can you come in too hard? You come in too good? hard. Because he probably told they probably told Kanye and this dude Cardinal Official to like, okay, come in like right now. And he's like, okay. And then he came in, and they're like, dude, you just came in too hard. But then when the song was over, like, holy shit, wow, I'm glad he came in too hard. That 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 was not how we planned so it, dumb. but it worked out. How that's not dumb. Uh I'm surprised. I Magnificent was didn't even it. It's one of the songs that's just good. It's not okay. It's not great. It's, just good, you know. It's very middle of the road for this album. It was so it, okay. So coming off of American Boy and More Than Friends, Magnificent comes and it's so different. If no one, if no one had heard of Estelle, you would think that she is just like a pop R and B artist. But this one comes mm-hmm. in and you get that like reggae vibe to it, and it's already it's already killing you. It's already blowing you out of the water. 
Yeah, but you kind of. Well, I guess you didn't really have a reggae vibe yet at this point. I guess the this is the first song of the the reggae style. But I don't know, man. And then and then looking at looking at who who worked on this song with her. So it was the Canadian rapper Cardinal was Offshaw. Offshaw, I don't know. I just say Offshaw because it sounds like reggae. Offshaw, Mister. I think he was. I think he's a Canadian rapper. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So and then and then you look at who co-wrote it and produced it was Mark Ronson, who I just I'm not a fucking fan of Mark Ronson. I didn't even know this. Don't before you jump on me. I did not know this before I listened to it. And then looking back, I'm like, okay, I've never really been a Mark Ronson fan. And this song is just, it's middle of the road for me. I don't, I think Mark Ronson is wildly overrated as a writer and, and producer. I don't really like much of what he's done. But he's done a lot of different things though. He has, but he's like, he's like the Feldy of like pop music. No, get out of here. No, Yeah, he is. He is, man. Except he like helps win people awards and, and things. Well, and I know fuck awards it? don't make a difference. Uh, You're the first one that says that. You're the first one that fucking says that. They mean a little bit of something. They don't. They don't. They mean but, nothing. You know, what do I know? I'm, I don't win any awards. doesn't matter because awards mean nothing. They're arbitrary. They mean nothing. Eh, well, I mean, I don't have any awards, so they mean something. No, it means nothing. Just like having awards means nothing. Having an award, having no award means nothing. Mm. Well, I mean, that yeah. definitely does mean nothing. That means you are nothing. If you have no award, you are nothing. <laughs> that is a fact. Uh, I know I know you're not a fan of this band, but Queens of the Stone Age, yeah, their last record. he worked with them too. He worked on their last record. And literally, Mark Ronson, in his hands, he has the greatest drummer of all time working in this band. And he does not utilize this drummer. He makes this drummer's tone sound like complete garbage. It, it sounds almost as bad as, as Metallica's St. Anger. Like it sounds so shitty and so tinny and oh, it's just a bad album. That Queens of the Stone Age album. Oh, it's, it makes me so mad. It makes me so fucking mad. You have John Theodore, the greatest drummer ever. You but how know. did that album do? It did well, didn't it? Not really. Their, their album right before it did way better. Than, but uh, this one did, ones. that album didn't get good. I know it got good reviews. Mark I don't think Ronson's it did. touching it. It got good reviews. Eh, probably not. Minimum 3.5 out of 5 stars. Minimum. It's possible. But regardless, I'm just not a fan of Mark Ronson, man. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get why people like him. But, I mean, I guess I understand why they work with him because they might make some money or they might win some stupid fucking awards. Anyway, Magnificent. There you go. What That's a what, what else you got on Magnificent? Do you want me to play Magnificent? I can play it. No, it's fine. You fucking hate that song. But uh, Pretty Please <laughs> Love Me with Cela. That's... <laughs> That's that's my third banger. My name's still my fourth banger, but they went I'm back and forth. That's so high. It's a it's oh, a God, good one though. It's a banger. Oh, CeeLo Green. I don't like Nardo I just said it was a fucking banger. Oh, CeeLo Green's too popular for me. I just told you it's a banger. If this song I is like not in top four. I like CeeLo. You're just, you're just being silly now. Why do you think I don't like CeeLo Green? Because you don't, I don't think that you don't like CeeLo. I don't think you like things that are popular or considered I think that, popular. That Gnarls Barkley record is solid. Get out of here. It's great. It's a great fucking record. You get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not going anywhere. What? Unless you play that song. Crazy? No, don't. No. Oh, wait. Wait, would you say that? I hate that song. Pretty Please Love the Woody Woodwood song. The fucking only song that Gnarls Bar. <laughs> God damn it. The only song that CeeLo is on this album. So you want me to play Pretty Please Love Me? Yes. That so sounds really desperate. how great it is. Here we go. Pretty Please Love Me from Estelle. 
That's the song Pretty Please Love Me Featuring CeeLo Green From Gnarls Barkley It's good So I, I, It is a great song It really is But it's one of The songs on, I think really One of the only songs On the record That sounds like It doesn't belong on it Because it sounds like It's a Gnarls Barkley rec, a Gnarls Barkley song Featuring Estelle It doesn't sound like Her song There's too much Of his influence In, in there with with not just his vocals, but also with with the beat and and everything else, it's set up very much like a Gnarls Barkley song or a CeeLo song, rather than an Estelle song. So that, and that was kind of my only my only problem with it. If I had a problem with it, is that it doesn't fit on the record. That beat specifically is is kind of like was a question for me as well, because it sounded like something that CeeLo would have just done with Gnarls Barkley. Yeah, exactly. But well, it's not just. It's not no, just it the totally beat. It's, does. It's the harms and it's everything else too. Well, CeeLo does the same fucking thing in everything he does. That's how he sings. Yeah, it's good, but it's but it bled shit. so much into this, and it didn't. It didn't. It was misplaced on this record. It shouldn't have been on the record. This anything, was, it should have been. This a was a better duet than what she did with John Legend. See, I don't agree. I don't John agree with Legend. That. John Legend is just very. He has a great voice, but john legend is just like the winner of american idol like that's ty- his type of voice it's just very like, see yeah, i'm yeah, not with you on that's that. good that's solid that's cool that's good CeeLo has a great voice and it's unique estelle has a great voice and her voice is unique it's very raspy for someone that is constantly singing and constantly doing things like this it's almost like it's almost like gritty and and and, and, and like grungy it's very raspy where CeeLo is a lot more refined but together they have this like fantastic fucking duet. Even though they sound kind of similar because they're both a little high pitched. Very fan very good stuff. Very good stuff. Yeah, but CeeLo is like on another level of, of high pitch. Like he's dude, his voice is it can get a little great like a little mutt, a little too much sometimes. Yeah, I mean Estelle does not do that. I don't I don't know if she can do it or she chooses not to. She never does that type of like yelp that CeeLo is kind of known for that that wail that he always does. I don't know if she yeah. can do it. She chooses not to do it at least on this song and she lets him do it and she kind of takes the you know the back end of it and allows him to kind of work his magic and do things but she it's almost like this like you said this song is featuring her. Yeah, it's, but her verse is so much better. Her voice is so fucking good. It's only the only reason why he's even there is to lend his voice like his not not his not his lyrics or anything just just that wail. His style, that's what it is. And, you know, it's the, the sequencing of the, the songs, too. So right before this, you do have that John Legend song where lyrically they're, they're just talking about how much, how in love they are with one another. And just it's just so fucking sappy. But then this one with CeeLo comes right after. And from kind of what I was getting from reading it, it talks about her like being really in love with him. But he doesn't really feel the same way about her, and he's tr- and she's trying to like kind of win him back. So it, it's kind of weird how they put these two love songs like one after the other. Maybe maybe the John Legend one kind of sticks out lyrically more than the others because it's actually them the both of them loving each other when every other song is about like kind of the push and pull of a relationship. But I don't know. This one That's was weird because I don't I don't know. It was it's, hard to read into. Like Celo's part was just I it was bizarre. It didn't. It didn't sound like he was someone that loved somebody and he was pining for them. But it also, didn't sound like somebody who was just kind of like done with everything. And it was just. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Again, I. I he think, seemed very like nonchalant and like indifferent about everything. Yeah, but even her, her, her like thing too. She talks about like how he wants. 
or why why she treats him so terribly and she knows or he should know that she loves him and I don't know it's, it's weird and the whole like love me love me baby thing please say I love me love me baby <laughs> I don't know you don't like it I I mean the lyrics their lyrics are whatever's on this one it's probably my least favorite out of all lyrically it's probably my least favorite out of all the songs but damn, it was so damn. And then like that piano slide song, in the though. beginning, that's like the equivalent of a guitar slide into mm-hmm. like a cool punk song. But a damn. guitar slide can be really cheesy. Barrel. Or a pick slide. In that song that I sent you, it samples that, that Charles, it keeps saying by Charles Watts in the 103rd Street Rhythm Band. Yeah. It's the same beat, but it's just sped up. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, it is. Barrel. Barrel. <laughs> I can't even do it like Chris D'Elia does. It's so <laughs> aggravating. I want to sound like Chris D'Elia. It's because it's not like, that cool. We're trying to do it to be funny when he did it to be be fucking irritating. <laughs> <laughs> but also slightly funny at the same time. No, it was only funny because it pissed off Callan so much. Oh, dude, Callan gets so mad. Oh my god. What What do you got as your as your bangers? All high and mighty. So fucking. So banger my third judge banger. Police. So obviously, my first and second were American Boy and Wait a Minute. Uh, but my third banger, my three B. Is uh so much out so much out the way so much out the way so much out the way I love that song it's it's a wild song it kind of like throws it back to her first record where it was kind of this kind of like weird not not weird but like that kind of underground hip hop but what she does vocally on it between the verses like the different verses have different styles of her her rapping so it's like one of them has like an, her, one of her has her like her accent. But she's not, she's, I don't want to, I guess she's speaking English, but she has this like dialect. So I don't know what the fuck she's saying. Um, and she just, she's kind of like all over the place, but it, it just sounds so good. And, and Wyclef Jean, you know, he worked on the song with that, with her and everybody else. I don't know, just, it's, it's a mess of a song, but it's still, it's so unique in, in itself. And I, I love it. I think it's one of the best songs on the record. And they and she and they they sample Bob Marley in it and it's just it's a solid solid fucking song man I, I'm I'm I just it's so different from everything else on the record besides like I guess technically the John Legend song well, or maybe I the CeeLo Green song or the CeeLo Green song so this like, one this is the one that truly shows her her like roots this is like her roots song her roots song this is album. this just took like her rapping and her darker material and and put it on the album but. Mm-hmm. The fact that they, they it, it was it was almost in the vein of like the George Michael thing, the Bob Marley song. Um, I think it's called "So Much Things to Say." She sings it exactly the same way they do. It's like the same fucking thing, and so to mm-hmm. to reuse it, I think is great. But it still kind of has that like reggae tinge to it. Yeah, because I think I think this this song is fantastic. But that bass line, that bump, that's from this uh, this other hip hop group, Black Moon. And it's so heavy, and it's so funky, and it's so small, and it's so like subtle, but I it carries. I didn't see that reference or that. I didn't see that sample in there. <laughs> but you know what bass I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I know the bass line, but yeah. I didn't know what it was pulled from. That's what I'm saying. Dude, you gotta. <laughs> I called her up. I said Estelle. She said yes, because that's what they say. And I said, "What is this from?" She said, "Oh, that's from that's from a Black Moon song. How many MCs?" 
Is that after you left Regina's house and you went back home and just called her because you didn't want to go over to Estelle's house? Yeah, I came back home to get a, a Michelob Ultra infusion, prickly pear cactus, and lime beer, and then I gave her a call. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a little bit of this one. It, it's a banger, and why the fuck not? This is this is Asinine Radio. So here's a uh, so much out the way from Estelle. Yeah. I'ma bring it back, blood, come follow me come yeah. Listen to cool hip-hop, jazz, not R&B huh? yeah. Hear the British struggle, make them boys go mad huh? Act like a heavy mech, heck yeah, go on back But I make you take Whatever kind of harmonies are still play The incredible, unforgettable, yes, yeah That's what they say when they say shit my edible Whenever they see me, wanna tap, tap, tap You can't touch the boom, boom, boy, you must have mad Though you know you look so good, your mind is not ready out the way from Estelle get your ass out the way that's a solid song man so many styles of music going on and musically and vocally oh my god dude she fucking kills it honestly kills it on that song it's a banger of a song and it's almost too much when she's when she does the fast part you think so yeah, I think it was a it, nice throwback to her. If she kept going on with it, it would be annoying, and it would not go with the song, and it would be it wouldn't be pretty. But she goes, she does it long enough to where it's a little off putting, mm-hmm. but still fantastic. And that ending, that like that like um, downward progression of the notes, that or whatever that guitar part is, yeah, that over the last part of the dasher out the way part, like it's it's so good, and it kind of ends that part of it. And then it goes back into what we've already been listening to, and I think, I think I just think that it was it was very, it was set up very well and it was very good, and I think that was um, that was like Wyclef's doing is is just letting her, letting her get everything in that she wanted to do, 
Yeah. Not or, not rushing her and doing it, and then also not letting her do it for too long. Yeah, you know, I I feel like his 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 approach and his style, not just Wyclef, but also his cousin Jerry. Jerry, like, like like you have this cool like you have this like cool name Wyclef, Wyclef Jean, and you have Jerry. It's like dude, well, he had a he had a nickname. They called him Wanda. <laughs> I know, but still, even Wanda doesn't even sound as cool as Wyclef. Come on. But uh, but what's cool because on on the first song that they do, that they do two together that we talked about the No Substitute Love, they kind of they kind of just kind of let Estelle almost improvise and just kind of do what she wants. And then they kind of like, it's almost like they build around her. Like if I feel like they, they let her do what she needs to do and then they build the rest of the song around her. But I feel like Will I Am's the opposite. He builds the song first and then has her go over it and then layers everything and then copy and paste it. Like, like what I was saying earlier in the episode where I feel like Will I Am is very choppy and more cop and paste, copy, copy, paste, but Wyclef and Jerry, fuck dude. So <laughs> Wycliffe and it Jerry. When you say Jerry, it is, it, and it just uh, to me, I feel like they they let the groove happen and they let things happen just more naturally than than say Will I Am or uh, like Mark Ronson especially. Um, I I definitely see where you're going for because that that totally makes sense, especially because considering that like the Will I Am tunes are so different than the Wycliffe and Jerry songs. <laughs> Like not 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 to say one's better than the other or one's worse or whatever it is. Just no, not at all. Vastly at all. different styles, and it's pretty it's pretty amazing that she can do both. She can do it all. She kills it, and you know it just it kind of brings it back around too. I mean, she kills it with with this style with Wyclef and Jerry, as well as uh, Will I Am. But then she kills it with John. I mean, I know you don't really care for the John Legend one, but she kills the sappy love song with a duet with John Legend. But then she also kills it with the quirkiness of CeeLo. Like she's she's multifaceted. Like she knows what the fuck she's doing. She's very talented. And it's remarkable. I, I, I've always liked her and I've always liked this album. But getting into it this week, I've really understood like how truly talented this girl is. Like she's she's amazing. She's great. Okay, well let's 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 get a little further into what she can do because she also does some she does some extra cricks. Okay, let's get into it. She uh, she did the theme song for this 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 cartoon on Cartoon Network called We Bear Bears. Oh God, they're like naked bears. B a r e b a r s. We bear bears. <laughs> mind you, mind you, Jeff does have have a child. Have he does have kids? Yeah, so that's he's, why I watch he, cartoons. I mean. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why you watch some of these cartoons. But continue. But um, but like, so if you but like, as I'm speaking, you could find that that theme song. It's pretty good. What's it, um, I didn't look it up, but but what was it called again? I'll look it up right now. The show is called We Bear Bears. B A R E B E R S, like naked bears. We Bear Bears. Oh my god! She does a, she does the theme song for that show, but she also does a guest voice in another show called Steven Universe. And she plays like this protector. I, I don't really like Steven Universe that much, so I don't really know. Nor did I even know she did the theme song. But I actually like the We Bear Bears theme song because the kids watch it all the time. But I never knew it was Estelle until this week, and it kind of like blew my mind. I was like, I was, I was, I was over the moon. It, so there are two versions of it. There's the 21 second version, and then there's the extended one minute and 40 second version. Oh dang! I don't think I've heard that one. Just do the 20 second one. No, we'll, we'll do the 20 second one. Okay, so here's uh, here's Estelle singing theme song to this cartoon. Da, 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 da. 
I know you love that. I fucking know you love that. <laughs> that was cool, man. That was oh. cool. Like, given, like, stupid cartoon theme songs, you, it's hard to find one without those stupid, like, outside noises. <laughs> There's always, like, people outside jumping noises. around and shit. There's always something going on to where it's, it's a song played alongside with whatever's going on in the opening. Okay. It's yeah. not just a theme. It's not Seinfeld where it's just a theme. Oh, Seinfeld theme song. But it's not like The Simpsons where that's a bad example too. Or The Office. Yeah, there you go. The Office. You don't hear Jim there stapling. You, you don't hear Michael shuffling. It's just the theme song. Mm-hmm. But cartoons is very rarely ever do you hear just a theme song. It's always the cartoon characters themselves making noise over it. But damn, that song's a banger. Is it not a banger? That was good. Yeah, that was cool, man. Fucking that was, good song. I don't think it's bad at all. I don't know about the cartoon because I've never seen it, but... It's a funny cartoon. Is it Adult Swim or just Cartoon Network? Cart- I don't think Cartoon Network may not even do... I, actually, I have no idea. I haven't watched like cable in forever. Just Hulu. So you don't, just Hulu? Yeah. What, did you notice Hulu took uh, took off all of the Adult Swim content? Like... Last week. What 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 would be Adult Swim? Like Metalocalypse? Is that an Adult, well, adult well, Swim? Well, I, I, I don't know if that was on Hulu, but... Yeah, that was on Adult Swim, but um, like... Um, uh, Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric was taken off Hulu last week. That was Adult Swim. Yeah, that it's was not Adult even a cartoon. Swim. Tim and Eric. That's not a cartoon. I know, but Adult Swim doesn't have to be cartoons. What the fuck? Yeah, Tim and Eric was was started on Adult Swim, and then they took off a uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, one of my uh, favorite shows ever. Anyway, oh, so fucking funny. Uh, but those are the only two I can think of. But from what I was like looking at, it looked like they were taking off all the Adult Swim stuff. Is that because Disney owns it? And they don't want that Disney, shit on there? Wait, Disney owns it? Oh, wait, it, no, Disney, yeah, Disney's buying Hulu at some point, aren't they? Or did they buy, no, I think they already own Hulu because Hulu has the yeah. rights for like ABC and all that shit. So, because Disney owns ABC. Right, so are they getting rid of all the Cartoon Network shit on there? Who I owns, don't know. I, that, I don't know who owns Cartoon Network. I would think that's Warner, maybe, I don't know. Uh, if it's not Disney. Or Universal. But I think another bigger company owns Universal. Anyway, who fucking cares? That was a cool. That was a cool um, theme theme song. So, do we want to talk about any other songs? Do we want to wrap it up? Do we? What do we want to do? We got any more extracurricular? I I just I I don't really have that many more. She's been in a bunch of other like Cartoon Network episodes, movies, things like that. Nothing nothing noteworthy. Weird, weird Cartoon Network. Is it because does she have kids? Because I, I feel like you would only really do stuff like this if you had kids. I don't think she has kids, and I don't think she's married. Hmm, okay. But, I mean, cartoons are a good way for kind of actors just to let loose and be, like, fun and exciting, right? And I think it's kind of easy money. I mean, like, Robin I, Williams you get residual did Aladdin stuff. because it was just fucking fun. And probably knowing he'd make a shit ton of money because it's a Disney movie. But I think like the but I think like the lore around that was like he did it not for the money. He did it because he had a fucking blast. He had a great time and he could be himself, like truly be himself. Yeah. And but like I the think genie was almost like the best representation of what Robin Williams thought he would want to he, be. He is. I guess. Or he is. Or he I mean Like it was it yeah. was the least amount of acting that he would ever have actually have to do. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I can see the appeal to doing cartoons and things like that. Yeah, but she's also been so. in. Uh, she was in Hell's Kitchen. She was in an episode. I don't know if you watch Hell's Kitchen, but I do not. Yeah, she was in Hell's Kitchen. She was in an episode of Empire that that show with um, the dude got yeah. fired from Marvel. Didn't she? Didn't she do a duet with that that dumbass Jesse Smollett? The guy Did who she? like lied and like 
who did a bunch of shady shit with the Chicago PD, who like lied to everybody. Oh, that was that was him, right? Wasn't it Jesse Smollett? Holy fuck! I think that was the 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 guy she did a duet with that piece of sh- that that dumbass. I don't want to say piece of shit because I don't know him, but he made a lot of really bad decisions and wasted. They just kind of dumb. He got like in big trouble for that too, didn't he? Didn't he get? Like- yeah. They were, I mean, in all honesty, somebody who would have done that, like somebody who wasn't a celebrity, they would have gone to jail. They would have, there would have been a lot of repercussions, but because of his status, he, a lot of it, he just paid some fines and that was pretty much it. And his career kind of took a dump after that. I only know him because he was the guy that was in Mighty Ducks and then eventually became in Empire. Was he really in Mighty Ducks? No Yeah. Yeah. Who was he? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, so so it was Estelle and Jesse Smollett who did the song Conqueror. They did the song Conqueror together. But who the fuck was he in? Hold on, I'm looking this up. Who oh was he boy. in Mighty Ducks? I haven't seen Mighty Ducks in. Man, I don't even know the last time I saw that fucking movie. I, I don't. I think he was. He was on the team. He was. I can't remember his name. Was he like a main? He wasn't one of the main characters, was he? What the fuck was his name? Now we gotta look it up. Okay. He was, he was, he's, he's on the cast, but I don't recognize him. Yeah. He's cake eater, dude. Oh, I He's the see. guy that constantly calls him cake eater. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know. I know. I know. I, don't, I cannot remember that I kid's just, name. I would not recognize him. He looks so different as an adult. I mean, a lot of people do, but he but has like none of the same character. Like he doesn't look anything like he did as a kid. Anyway. Yeah, those those are the only extra cricks for Estelle. Was just like the Steven Universe stuff for uh, Cartoon Network, and then the Wee Bear Bears theme song. All right, that's good, man. So, um, so then let's let's wrap it up, right? Sound we, good? Yeah. Final we thoughts. Wrap, we could wrap this up. We could final thoughts it. Okay. What what are you, what are your final thoughts on this Estelle record? Shine. Go. I had I had to I had to semi rush this listen this week because i did have guests over at my house in the midst of this pandemic which i degaff and so i did have um guests over so i had to kind of rush it before and after uh mm-hmm. but luckily like it was all pretty it was all pretty easy listening her discography and everything and i'm pretty damn familiar with with shine that song too shines fucking so good too it's it is perfect yeah. ending ending it is a banger of a song and that guy swiss beats too like, I, I didn't realize how how popular he is in like the hip hop community mm-hmm. and how respected he is. And he's a married to Alicia Keys. Like the dude is, he's a champ. Oh, I didn't right? know that. Yeah. He's oh, a shit. champ. Nice. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was, it was a quick listen, but I, I, um, I listened to this album probably four times this week, which is not as much as I'd like to get in. Hmm. But okay. I do listen to this album in its entirety, probably every couple months. And I listen to American boy almost weekly. <laughs> really that often huh? yeah i listen to american Fuck, boy man. almost weekly i listen to wait a minute just to touch almost weekly i don't think i've i've listened to american boy in at least probably three or four years you're that's just, that's too long that's i mean it's long. a great i mean i love the song it's a fantastic song but it's been a long time for me but continue sorry yeah no that's that's pretty much it i um i was just i i was very happy that we did the first album even though it wasn't on spotify because it was phenomenal and it was really cool to see what she can do so early on in her career. And even mm-hmm. though like I, I ranked some of the other albums lower and everything, they're still not bad. And I didn't think she's made a bad album. And 
I hope she makes more music and I hope she does. She's only 40. I hope she does more things because she's really fantastic and she's really talented. And so maybe it would be cool to see her get back with like the original, the OG crew and do some more stuff like the first couple albums. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Or hook up with yeah. Regina Spector and do like an all, an all female thing. That would be cool too. That'd be rad. Super cool. I'm a writer. Do it, man. I should. What would it hurt? You know? That's true. What would it hurt? I'll just text her though. That's probably easier. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I know you door. have her number. I know you have her number. Well, she lives next to you too, so you could technically go and just like knock on the door, but I don't know. Wouldn't that be weird if somebody listened to this and was like, hey, Estelle, listen to this podcast at this minute mark, and she turned it on and it was like me talking about how I have her number? <laughs> like how fucking weird would that be? That would be so creepy. That's got cease and desist written all over oh, it. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> What else? Oh damn! Yeah, so this is uh, this is two point eight. This is two point eight material. That's high, man. That's high. Yeah, the highs Very are bad. are extremely high. There are no lows, but even the mids are still like the song. I I, I think it's okay with John Legend. It's still a great song, and I I don't change it. I wait for the chorus because this chorus is fantastic. But um, yeah, the mm-hmm. highs are high. There are no lows, and the mids are even still pretty high. There it is. There you go. Damn, so if you don't know, our, our we have a three-point rating system here on Asinai Radio. Three is a perfect perfect album. Uh, two is a good album, great album, some might say, uh, that you, you're going to continue to listen to, that you might play playlist some songs on. Uh, one is a bad album, but it's good to listen to once. And zero is uh, you're going to probably get your ears run over by a truck. It's that bad. <laughs> or you should, at least. You already um, have. You already have, yeah, because you, you listen to it, but... Um, with me, Estelle, you know, I really wouldn't have known anything about her, but you played this goddamn fucking album a lot. You played the American boy a lot. That's how I got into it. Uh, it was a great week listening to Estelle. Very pleasantly surprised on our first record. Did not expect it. Just kind of like almost blew me away at how good it was at a debut record that didn't really have a lot of influence, like outside influence. Um, but uh, she has not put out a bad record. I will say that. Not a bad record, but Shine is just, it really just sits there atop of everything else. There's does it so much. Shine? It does shine because she can do so much. I mean, this album proves how she can adapt to diff- so many different styles and, and writers and, and producers, and she does it so well. She's very, 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 very talented. Nothing but respect for her. Um, so I'm going to have to give this album, I'm going to have to give it a 2.8 as well. Ooh. It is. Ooh. I mean, there are no, there truly are no lows on this album, but the highs are fucking high. Like you said, man, they're, they're fucking great. And she works so well with these, with, with other people, with these other people. But then we also have seen from her first record, she works well by herself too. So she's, she's fantastic. Nothing but respect for us. For Estelle. So there you what go. What do you say her actual name? Estelle Fanta Soiree. Well, there it is. So we keep, I mean, her name is Estelle, but that's her full name. Usually we yeah, usually say the full name of people. I don't know why we didn't. We do, I don't know why, I don't know why I didn't. We were just too excited. We were, I, I actually, was, I have been pretty excited about this, this goddamn episode. But, so yeah, the, I mean, it's, it's great. Jeff and I both gave this a, uh, a 2.8 out of three. And we got anything else to say, or we we just we pretty much are we pretty much just good? 
No, you should end this one with Kanye's uh, verse. I don't even. What, what's the what's the the point on that one? Or what what what's the point of it? Because it's fantastic. I mean, no, not the point, but like, what's the the timestamp? The timestamp, time stamp, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, fuck, dude, I'm just gonna. Oh, oh is that it right there? Is that did I did, did I get it? It was right, right before it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're Asinine Radio. Check us out. iTunes. Oh, wait, no. We're almost there. But yeah, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. We're the greatest podcast ever, and we're uh, we're going to do a great episode next week. So just listen, because we're the best, right, Jeff? Yes. Who killing them in the UK? Everybody gonna say UK. Reluctantly, cause most of this press don't fuck with me. Estelle once said, tell me, cool down, down. Don't act a fool now, now. Always act a fool, ow, ow. Ain't nothing new now, now. He crazy, I know what you're thinking. Rapping, I know what you're drinking. Rap singer, chain blinger. Holla at the next chick soon as you're blinking. What's your persona about this Americana? Rhyme, am I? Shallow, cause all my clothes designer. Uh, dress smart like a London bloke. Yeah. Before he speak, his suit be spoke. What? And you thought he was cute before. Look at this peacoat, tell me he's broke. <laughs> and I know you ain't into all that. I heard your lyrics, I feel your spirit. But I still talk that cat ass. Cause a lot of wags wanna hear it. And I'm feeling like Mike at his baddest. Like the pips at the gladdest. And I know they love it. So they hell with all that rubbish. Ready for this one? Yeah, we clap. Oh, we already clap. Go. We already clapped. We already clapped. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I do that way too often. Yeah, it's a oh, haze. Yeah, mine, okay. Mine's a haze. Yeah. That's that's fun. Not really. <laughs> um, mine, 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 is, mine, mine, mine. But you know, can't win them all, I guess, right? Clearly, that's, that's what they say. That's what they say. I don't know who says it, but somebody says it. That's what losers say.